you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, notify bell next to it. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening to us in the audio realm, be sure to leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It really does help boost the exposure show. Of course, this is Saturday, so it's Countout Day. Yeah. Countout. Countout Day. And uh, we got a pretty good reception uh, two weeks ago when we did our last Countout on the top best worst wrestlers the best worst wrestlers featuring a lot of going into raw math that's why i have the papers in my hands because we're gonna do something similar today good opposite of that worst best wrestlers so these are wrestlers who are adept in the ring talented in ring technicians you could say uh, wrestlers beyond compare however lacking a bit in either the charisma or the the promo department or both look man well uh, pro wrestlers uh, they need to have a variety of ingredients, like any well-made dish. You need to be a skilled in-ring technician, but you also, in order to be a really, truly great professional wrestler, you need to have the theatrics, the charisma, the look. The Very important part the of the process. Abilities. The promobilities. Promobilities. No, just call it promobilities. Promobilities. There you go. Just made up a new word here in County. I guess so. All right. Uh, and some wrestlers, like we saw two weeks ago, have one of them down. They have maybe the promobility down. Or, or the, the charisma. Look, or the, the charisma. Look. But in that case, many, if not all of them, were completely lacking in the in-ring performance aspect. This week. These are all great technical wrestlers. Yeah, man. Every single one of them. So being on this list is not a slight. No. If you're on this list, you're a great wrestler. You're a great in-ring competitor. You can. I can sit there and just watch your match and be like, whoa, that was awesome. Yeah. But then as soon as you get on that microphone, as soon as the, you, you dive into a story, I don't care a lick about you. Well, that's not the case for all of these. Some of, some of these talents were involved in some good stories. Yeah. But yeah, more but, so just the microphone aspect. But here's the funny thing about the people in these. So I can, I can look at one, two, a couple of them that, yes, were involved in decent stories, but either the stories, uh, we'll, we'll just go through. I think I know you're we'll go say, through whether it. or not the, the participants, the on weakest this list. parts of the actual yes. stories. Yes, I think that's usually the case. I, here. I think I understand what you're saying. Yes. All right, let's get started. Number ten. Number ten. Ten. Brock Lesnar. Here's the thing about Brock. I think he could be a good promo. Yeah, he. It's the, an effort yeah. issue with Brock. He was a lot of fun to watch back uh, before he was with Heyman. Uh -huh. um, when he was like feuding with Eddie Guerrero, for example. I mean, granted, his first run with WWE wasn't that long, but he had some fun stuff. He had some fun interactions with Kurt Angle. Mm -hmm. um, of course, with Eddie Guerrero when he came out with the sombrero mm -hmm. and the mariachi band. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was actually a lot of fun. Some of his best promo work has been the UFC. That is true his also. post-fight interviews are generally pretty good. There's, when, there yeah. are times, even in his most current run with WWE, where like that part with uh, Heath Slater where he said he didn't give a shit about his kids. When he that was good. Here's the crazy thing about Brock. When they, it's almost as if for him to say something, he has to. He has to, and when he has to do something, he doesn't like to do yeah. it. So when he's the guy who tells Heath Slater, "I don't give a shit about your kids," you're terrified. That's scary when he does that. When he drops the smile that he always has on his face when Paul Heyman's talking and he says something, it's terrifying. But he never does it. Very rarely. He almost never does it. Yeah. And these days, it's an effort issue. When he wants to put on a good match, he can still he's still capable of putting That's on still a the thing very good yeah. match. Yeah. He's still a very capable storyteller in the ring mm -hmm. when he wants to. Yeah. Um, in this first WWE run, he was putting on a lot of really good matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. And it's still there. Just depends on the effort. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of a lot. If you if you're gonna snooze your way through sixty percent of your like, you can have a, a genius thirty percent of a run, but if seventy five if seventy percent of it 
you like my math there. If 70% of it is like just sort of snoozing your way through it, which I kind of feel is Brock, uh, then you're going to get marked down. You're going to end up on this list. Yeah. And who wants to end up on this list? Yes. Right? Yes. He has all the ingredients to not be on this list. We've done math on Brock Lesnar, but for the purpose of this count Yeah, yeah. In case people were going to do it again. Because it probably won't be the same anyways. Our, our Like when we've done math, it's been kind of spread out over a lot of different things. Yeah, exactly. Things. And I have no... Apart from these, what we've done for these countouts, I have no notes as far as what the numbers are in terms of what wrestling. What was the very first time we busted out the math? No idea. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Brock Lesnar in ring. Again, he can be he can be probably an eight or nine. Only, it was only last month. Yeah, it's been because last it was month. part of the best of stuff. Um, it, it, at the most, he could be an eight or nine for in ring match chat. Maybe. Yeah. An eight or nine. But uh, since he phones in a lot, I'm going to say six. Oh, what is his in-ring? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say six, too. Yeah. Because he can be a nine. Yeah. Promo. Again, I think he could be a five. But he's a three. Because he never he never really talks. Look. He looks great. That's oh, a, he's like a nine. That's a nine look. Might uh, be. Do you want to give him a ten for look? Because, God, who looks better than him as a pro wrestler? Yeah, he looks pretty legit. Yeah, that dude looks so legit. He's terrifying. Legacy. He's got a pretty strong legacy. He's got a strong legacy. Seven or eight. So I'd say it's a seven. Le- you know what? I'd actually maybe hold on. I'd actually maybe go six legacy. Why? You know why? Because for the last four years, for this entire run, it's basically been defined by his part-time work. Right. And I think that's a stain. Kayfabe, at least an eight. Oh, nine. Come on. They're literally grooming. Like he took Undertaker streak. Yeah, it's true. Uh, seven. Exactly. He's a seven wrestler. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Hampered by his own uh, lack of his, lack his of, own his own desire to be a part time wrestler. Well, I think is 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 his his actual passion for the industry. If you're gonna, I be, just don't know yeah. if it's there. If you're gonna be okay with simply calling it a paycheck, that's gonna take away from yep, yep, your your yep. wrestler math. Yep, he he away. has all the ingredients to be at least an eight plus wrestler. If he, dude, he's like Shaq. Mm-hmm. If he had put his mind to it, if he had really gave a damn, if he had given a damn rather, Shaq could have been a 10 basketball player. Yeah. Man, he could have been all time. He could have yeah. been like just killing everybody yeah. from day one. Yeah. But by his own admission, Shaquille O'Neal, seven wrestler. Well, I'd say Shaq's at least an eight basketball player. Yeah. Oh, you think so? Yeah. yeah I mean, you, even, 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 you he know, slept we, his way to an eight. Yeah, because even when he slept his way to an eight, he was still the most dominant player on the court. Dominant. When he was with the Lakers. Dominant. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, but dude, come on. If he had given a crap, he could have worked on his free throws. Oh, he could have been a 10 totally. Yeah, he could have been a 10. But still, even as an eight, he dominated the league. What do you think Shaq is as a wrestler? I mean, his promo abilities would be up there. (laughs) Yeah. He's got a great look. Entering is terrible. Look is great. Yeah. Legacy, not great. Well, it's non-existent. He hasn't wrestled really. Pretty much, he's in the one. He was in the one Andre Rumble. Be like a three wrestler. Yeah, something like that. That's good for a guy who hasn't. He's really actually done literally been in one one match. <laughs> right. All right, moving on. Number nine. Oh yeah. Number nine. Nine. Dynamite Kid. Bret Hart said he's like the best wrestler ever. Yeah. And you know we may be critical of Bret in certain uh, aspects, but. Uh, the aspect we're least critical of him is, is his in-ring ability. I feel like Bret Hart knows a good wrestler when he's around a good wrestler. He's had some classic matches. <laughs> Bret Hart doesn't like to give compliments to anybody. Basically, no. Yeah, he, he loves spreading out yeah. detriment, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Criticism. criticism. Yeah, but he loves Dynamite Kid. He had a series, I believe, of matches against Dynamite Kid and Stampede Wrestling that some of them were saying at the time were some of the best matches ever. Well, wasn't Dynamite Kid the guy who his work in Japan sort of spurred the first like real big push for tape trading? Yeah, it was his feud with the Tiger Mask, yeah. 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 And people were like, oh, my God, this guy is crazy good. And then people started emulating him. Yeah. And so his, like, legacy, in terms of juniors anyways, cruiserweights. Oh, is, is, is. Off the charts. Yeah, it really is. It's great. But if you ever watch the guy talk, he just sounds like your average, normal, working-class British dude. Yeah, he's not bad on the mic. No, he's not bad. It's just there's no charisma and nothing special. Yeah. Like, he could talk. But it's like you look at him and he's like, like I always forget what the dude looks like because I'm like, wait, who's that guy again? Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, but like he's got everything about his presence is like nondescript. It's like yeah. you know, like the most charismatic thing he ever said had to do with like a shotgun and his wife. Oof! In that documentary. Well, I, I don't know if his charismatic was memorable. Yeah, right. Yeah, charismatic. Well, I don't know. You remember it. Yeah, so that's what makes it memorable. Look, charisma isn't always a good thing. Look at Ted Bundy. Yeah, I know. You know, lots of very char- most serial killers are very. Char- that's there true. There was that one serial killer who was on the dating game. Yeah. Did he win? I think he won it too. Maybe. Didn't he? Maybe. Maybe. Scary. It is scary. It is scary. 
Anyways, heck of a wrestler, Dynamite Kid, um, especially kind of before. Promo, I wonder what kind of promo Zodiac was. Probably not very good. Yeah. Based on just the letters. <laughs> like his use of the language wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. Better than getting my rocks off with a girl. <laughs> I mean, that's a very certain particular vernacular of the day, though. <laughs> yeah, no true. one says get rocks off anymore, you know? Better than smash. Exactly. You know? See what I mean? Anyways. Anyways, uh, especially before he got uh, done in my kid, before he got super bulked up um, and then hurt his back. Uh, yeah, he was super athletic doing stuff that most people weren't doing oh, during yeah. that day. Fantastic. Highly influential wrestler. Yeah. As a promo guy, middle of the road at best. Yeah, I mean, it is it is kind of funny. When you watch his promos, you see a guy who, wow, technically speaking, you know how to talk, but, like, I don't care about anything coming out of your mouth. And I'm, like, a huge fan of British people, and even I'm saying that. I'm like... See, we, watched, we watched one today before we started uh, where he was cutting a promo. I think it was in NWA Pacific Northwest or something. He was cutting a promo on, on Kurt Hennig. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, yeah, I, I'm... He said, I murdered Kurt Hennig. Yeah. He said, I'm going to rip people limb from limb. This is pretty basic stuff. Well, okay, here's the difference. It's, it's, it's one of those things that there's literally, I don't even understand. Nobody, nobody can really put a finger on what the hell charisma is, the it factor. Well, it's ineffable. That's, 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 the def, that's why it's, it's such a magical thing when someone's highly charismatic. Kurt or Hennig. It could be a, a magical thing, yes. Kurt Hennig can look in the camera and joke around. At WrestleMania 9, he looked in the camera and botched his promo. <laughs> And it was still endlessly charming because he oozes charisma. Exactly. Dynamite Kid. He talks and he's trying to advance the story and he could do that capably. However, you're not sucked into it. Yeah. And it's no fault of his own. Not at all. And I think like like this one I referenced, he was just saying pretty basic tough guy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to rip your arms off and beat you with them. Yeah. It's not creative. It's kind of like. Nothing draws you in. I kind of liken it a little bit to Seamus. Uh-huh. Like that's why Seamus, I never really perceived him as, regardless of the fact that his uh, song was at one time my ringtone. I never perceived him as like top guy the way apparently Triple H and Vince did because nothing he did sucked you into his performance. He had yeah. that the dude actually has some charisma, yeah. but he doesn't have all like enough. Yeah, doesn't have enough. Yeah, yeah. So what's his math? Uh, Dynamite Kid in ring, I'd say eight. Eight, sure. Uh, promo, two, two. Uh, look, four. Yeah, four. Nothing special about his look. Uh, legacy. That's pretty. Or yeah, legacy's pretty high. At least I'd give eight. him. I'd give him like a seven because it's a for a very specific yeah, thing. Yeah. And then you know his latter years. Oh yeah, you can't be talking about a shotgun in your wife. His legacy a bit. Oh, I'd give him probably a six now that you think about it. Yeah. Because it's really high for cruiserweights. Yeah. And then it also you have to knock some down for like you know him talking about threatening to murder is. And then he just looked terrible, like, you know, he was all roided up and stuff mm-hmm. and looked terrible afterwards. Uh, kayfabe, like in WWF, they, the Bulldogs were immensely popular tag team, but they didn't really, I think they won the titles once. Well, if you take a look at literally the other Bulldog, that guy was, was kayfabe. His was pretty high. Yeah, relatively. But like Dynamite Kid, I don't remember him. Not WWF, no. He just had, a, he's a one-type tag, tag champion, I don't think. But like in New Japan, he won some belts. So we'll say, we'll say five, s- six. Five. 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 So 14, that's four plus, that's five. Yeah. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. It might be a little on the low side, but. Yeah. Well, the math doesn't lie, dude, so. Yeah, I guess not. You can't really say that. I guess not. Number eight. Eight. Ricky Steamboat. Talk about an awesome in-ring talent. Oh, man. Even was at WrestleMania when he had that match with Jericho. At WrestleMania, yeah. what, a 20-something? Yeah. And he was incredible. Oh, my gosh. This guy can go in the ring. That Even, was messed up, though, like afterwards, how he got like, his brain messed up or yeah, something like had, that. Yeah, he had uh, cerebral hemorrhaging on his Ooh. brain. I guess it bled, bled, almost bled so much that his brain split in half. That dude, oh, man. Even on Raw for Flair's birthday, he was out doling chops, chopped Seth Rollins oh, in the throat. just a terrific. It was a great worked chop to the throat. Here's the thing about Steamboat, though. From his from the very first promo you can find on the internet to his very last promo, that dude always gave off suburban dad vibe. No matter what, he always he has a very 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 kind face. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a really really good dad. Mm-hmm. But like most really really good dads, there's nothing charisma. There's a little bit of an edge. You know, you got a little bit of an edge yeah, too. Yeah, if you yeah. got some charisma. You know, you could turn. There's zero edge to that guy. 
And then they, and I know this is no fault of his own, but oh, they, and they packed him as a literal, literal dragon, as an actual dragon. That costume's terrible. It was pretty bad. So I didn't do him any favors. But in the first place, like watch any promo, there is no, you do not care. There's no edge there. There's nothing that really grabs you. It's not until he steps in the ring and you realize he's incredible. He's incredible. His match against Savage at WrestleMania three, incredible. His his series of matches against Ric Flair. Oh my god, incredible. Yeah, incredible match after incredible match. Yeah. Just one after the other. An outstanding in-ring talent. Just in the promo department comes up a little bit short. You just don't you don't care. Like he talks and it's like, man. And the funny thing is, I know the WWE, I think they were pretty high on his son, because he was one of the featured oh, yeah, attractions yeah, 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 in yeah, early yeah. NXT until he messed Richie, himself right? up. Richie, and he had to retire. But like I remember watching uh, some of his promos from NXT, I think, and it was kind of the same thing. It was just like, man. I know why the WWE's high on this guy. He's a he's a good looking kid. Same with Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Good looking guy. Mm-hmm. But man, when he talks to you at the camera, just it doesn't capture anything. Mm. It just sort of falls flat. So but man, nothing to take away from his in ring ability. Oh, no, it's man, phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Let's get down to it then. In ring. At in least ring, an eight. An eight? Absolutely an eight. Promo. Three, dude. Three. Three. I mean, he knows how to talk, and that gets you to a three. Yeah. Look. Like the dragon outfit wasn't necessarily his fault, but it's corny. But it's it's part of his thing. I know. He moved around a lot too. Yeah, he did. One of the I reasons, think didn't uh, WWE... he left WWE because he wouldn't give him time off to go be a dad. Yeah, that's right. And so he left. Yeah. So hats off to him for that. Yeah. So look, I mean, like I said, he's a good-looking guy, but nothing about him is really distinctive. So it's four or five. I give him a four. Legacy. I'm not in a generous mood today. No, you're not. Legacy. It's a decent legacy. Six. I'd say it's like, okay, I'll give you six. six. I'll be six. generous there. I'll be generous there. Kayfabe. I mean, he did win the NWA title. He's a, a WWE Intercontinental Champion. He won some belts. Who won in that Steamboat Savage match? Steamboat. Savage. Steamboat won that match? Mm-hmm. Was that for the IC title? Mm-hmm. Give him a six. Six. Six Kayfabe. Six Kayfabe. So that's uh, five. That's five plus. Boy, I feel like you should be higher. But at the end of the day, you, got, you need a good look and you need a promo. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that'll get you there. It will. It goes a long way, man. Number seven. Seven. Jerry Lynn. Uh, he had a series of really awesome matches against RVD back in ECW. He seemed to be kind of the heir apparent to RVD. You know, he was, he was like it, simultaneously RVD's contemporary in ECW in terms of doing high-flying kind of extreme High flying stuff in ECW, yeah. But then also, yeah, it seemed like you know, should RVD ever step up either beyond ECW or step up into the heavyweight uh, title scene? ECW Jerry Lynn was there to hold down the TV title scene. RVD did he stick around ECW till the end? Mm. I want to say, wasn't there a period of time towards the very end when RVD wasn't there, and all the matches that you knew were supposed to go to RVD went to Jerry Lynn? Yeah, but I think RVD was hurt. Oh, okay. Because he had that TV title for like two years and he broke his ankle. Yeah. And didn't Jerry Lynn like take the TV title thing? Like that was like the, the title that people would always just, there's like the strong, super strong workers. Kind yeah. Of. Jerry Lynn. Not Jerry Lunn. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. I'm going to look up RVD for that matter. Um, Because no, I just, uh, you're probably right. He's probably injured. But uh, I do distinctly remember Actually, Jerry Lynn never had the TV title. Really? Yeah. Oh, RVD wow. had it until March 2000 when he was hurt. Mm. And then uh, Super Crazy defeated Rhino in the tournament final. But Jerry Lynn never had the TV title. Yeah, Rob Van Dam had it for 700 days. From April 98 to March 2000. Oh, man. Van Dam suffered a broken ankle mm-hmm. January And he 29th. debuted in the WWE during the, in 2001, it looks like. So he was only out five months for the broken ankle? So, yeah, he stuck around ECW to the very end. I guess so, huh? Wow. Well, I don't know. I get. I just, I, it's, again, this, I'm going by my memory which is admittedly terrible. Um, 
I do kind of remember when Jerry Lynn came up and, and he was just sort of doing all the, the, the workhorse matches. Yeah. That seemed to Oh, because he was a great worker. Yeah, he was a fantastic worker. And those seemed those previously were going to RVD. But, yeah, they had like an extensive few, didn't they? Yeah, they, they had several or matches. an yeah. extensive series anyways. Yeah, they had several matches. Um, but then when you look, the thing about RVD was that his charisma was like next level. Like, talk about a guy who didn't have to say much, but you take one look at him and he looks at you and you're like, oh, man, I'm all on board with this guy. Like, his charisma really, like, on top of the fact that he was just a terrific worker, RVD's charisma was so next level um, that people just loved him. Mm-hmm. Jerry Lynn probably could have had that, but, man, there there's, like, no charisma going on there. And, like, his oh. promos, you just don't remember anything. Go ahead. Jerry Lynn did win the uh, ECW World Heavyweight ah, Championship in 2000 okay. from Just Incredible, held it for a month. Um, before uh, losing it to Steve Carino, I believe. Mm, okay. And he did actually beat, uh, apparently, at Living Dangerously 99, beat RVD um, for the TV title. But he was awarded the belt, I guess, by referee decision at the time, as time expired. But he asked for a five-minute uh, five extension, and then he lost during oh. overtime, essentially. Bummer. So, but yeah, he was a heck of a wrestler, man. Oh yeah, no, he was he was absolutely terrific. I mean, he was a uh, I think former light heavyweight champion in WWE. Yeah, he was in their ECW I think too for a little bit. Oh really? I thought so. Hmm. He was uh, TNA, oh, TNA Ring of Honor. TNA. Didn't he just recently have? Well, I guess he wasn't there. He didn't he just there, recently have a match, like some sort of retirement thing or something like he that? He just had hip surgery not that long ago. Oh, really? He uh, refereed the uh, Cody Rhodes Nick Aldis match. That's right. That's right. That's right. And people were were singing his praises there. He's yeah, one man. of those guys where I think he probably has more charisma now that he's old than he did when he was. Yeah, there. I think so. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Let's see here. He's a highly decorated champ, though. He's won a lot of belts all over the mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Well, he's one of those guys, you know, you can never you can never get enough good workers, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. If you if you got a guy who can just really go in the ring, that's going to be rewarded most of the time. Unless you're like a dickhead. He's a former Ring of Honor world champion. Wow. What year was that? Uh, I don't know. Two-time X Division champion. So, yeah, he was still going strong in the early aughts. So, that's cool. Oh, it's Supercard of Honor 4. Defeated, defeated Nigel McGinnis. Nigel. Yeah. yeah. Then he lost it to Little Austin Aries. Cool. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, let's do some Jerry Lynn math. All In right. ring. All right. Oh, man. Seven or eight. It's eight. For sure, eight. Uh, promo. Again, just like. He had a good husky growl when he wanted to. We watched that one promo from WB New York. Yeah. Judgment Day. Even when he did that, it was like, I just know you're trying too hard. Three. Three. Look, it was a very average, it was a very normal look. Four or three? Four, and that's being that's being generous. Legacy. So it's like good. It's, it's like, like it's five. Yeah, I mean, if you have five legacy, you should be happy. Yeah, kayfabe, five ish. You won some titles. Yeah, okay, five. Although being a Ring of Honor World Champ and ECW Champ, it's something. He was ECW Champ for like a month. Yeah, during their kind of leaner day, days. During their desperate days. Let's say five. Five. <laughs> five on the dot. All right. I mean, here's the thing. I really like Jerry Lynn, I do too. so I, I want like that to be higher, but Me I'm not going to argue with the math. I know. Every one of these, save for Brock's, I'm like, I feel like this should be higher, but I look at it, and I'm like, I can't really, I don't see anything worth, ch- I, we could change. There's nothing in the math that warrants it, man. Math no, doesn't lie. This no, math it definitely be, this doesn't. Math is gonna be a great disappointment to a good many people who are fans of these wrestlers. I know. And I like Ricky Steamboat a lot. Yes. I didn't even want to put him on here. Yeah. At all. But you can't argue with it. It's hard to, to argue with it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Number six. Oh, we're talking about arguments. Six. Oh, no. Bret Hart. I love that picture so much. <laughs> Why? Why? It's like Maximum Brett. He's got his jacket on. He's looking super intense, super serious. It's not just his jacket. It's a jacket with a tassel. And here's the thing. There's nothing ironic, tongue-in-cheek, in any way about this. This is 100% serious Bret Hart this right there. This is him in all his glory. And that's Bret Hart in a nutshell. He takes himself more seriously than any pro wrestler since the 1970s. Yeah, but he's been screwed over a lot. I understand. Man. But, you know, if he hadn't maybe taken himself so seriously, maybe he'd find things to laugh about. Yeah, maybe. I've never seen him laugh before. I haven't either. I see him laugh. Mirthless. That's what he seems like. He does. We need to get him to laugh. Dude. Yeah. Maybe Tim Spulak can get him to laugh. There you go. Say Brett. Like a real laugh, not just... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Not just a little guffaw. A yeah. real laugh. A good hearty laugh. I feel like if you try to tell him something that like he would like he would just get... So if he said something like, hey, you know, I hear that... Uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like if you tell him a joke, he's just going to get mad. I know. And that's kind of why he's on this list. Because, yes, one of the greatest entering technical wrestlers of all time. He's like a walking dream match, obviously. He's on an estimation. He's close as 10 as you get. Right. But, man, that, that dude far, is a bummer. He is a bummer. And, it, 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 like, he could, like, communicate when he needed to on the microphone. Yeah. But you never got sucked into his promos. I feel like Ever. he's... Let me ask you something. What? Who would, whose promo would you get sucked in more, Brett or Sid? Oh, Sid. You think so? Easily. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sid Sid created a world for you, man. <laughs> what he was ruler of. Master and ruler of said world. But he would create a world. I'm not saying Sid was a great promo because he, he, he wasn't. Look at Brett's name. It's so small here. But of all his skills, such as they are, for Sid... His promo ability was tops among them. Now the way the way he looked and sweated was his tops. That's that's what he, he delivered to the a table. great fist bump too. He, yeah, he did. There's so much intense, intensity in his fist bump. It was what Sid brought to the table was height and musculature, sweat, vascularity, and sweat. And yeah, he could seethe. And his hair was great. Yeah, curly blonde hair. Yeah, Sid, Sid's look. Let's is talk off the about chalk. Bret Hart. We're talking about Bret Hart. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this is why Bret Hart's on this list because he just sort of acts as a springboard to talk about other wrestlers we like more. Yeah, who were better in other facets than he was. Yeah. It is bizarre to me, though. It is kind of bizarre to me. I mean, maybe it's just a total European thing. I don't know. But it is kind no, of bizarre. On the Pritchard podcast, where they said that he was over huge in Europe, right? Out of yeah. everybody to choose. In that was coming up sort of new generation ish, mm-hmm. right? They rolled with Brett. He was a tag team guy. Mm-hmm. Granted, he was, and I know that was one of the more interesting things in the Pritchard project. It was like, why Brett? He said, well, we needed a guy who didn't look like he was on steroids. And that was very interesting. Yeah. It's like we had to deflect the steroid thing. Yeah, I know. So I don't know, would Brett have had that run had he not been, had the steroids thing? Let not me ask happen? you this. Let me ask you this then. Who is, uh, if you had to find a Bret Hart that's wrestling today, who'd be the, the, the closest comparison in your mind? Uh, okay, so are we talking about the lack of charisma as well? Acro- all, across the board. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. But that dude's Zack got- Sabre Jr.'s got way more charisma than Bret Hart does. Well, no, okay, okay, I'm sorry, okay, I thought you meant, okay. No, across the board. Okay. In terms of technical ability, promo ability, charisma. Is it Cesaro? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Cesaro. Oh, you know, you know what, you know what, um... When he somebody brought this up on in uh, our Patreon chat today, if you if you call him a face, it's easily Roderick Strong. Yeah, Roderick Strong as a heel is so good. Yeah, because he's got sort of a frat boy thing. <clears throat> and when he's with the Undisputed Era, when he's a face, pretty if, bland. If you watch those uh, the, that little docu series about him being a Family Guy, 
I don't care one bit. But I can watch him in the ring all day long. Mm-hmm. It's Roderick Strong. Yeah. Face Roderick Strong. Sorry. Face Roderick Strong. Yeah. Heel Roderick Strong is really good. Oh, he's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And even like Heel Brett, like I didn't care about him. No. You know. It, it was just it, it, the bitter just came to the fore more so when he was when he was heel Brett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was even before the screw job. But kids loved him, so he had to have something. That's one thing I don't get is that people swear by him, and I just I'm I don't get I don't understand like the charisma just wasn't there. Like, no, it wasn't there. Usually, like with Hogan, I kind of get it, like why kids loved him because he was like a weird giant leather. Well, he, yeah, he was a giant, guy. full of muscles. Yeah. And he would like he had like the bulging eyes. And he and, screamed and stuff, and, and like he translated through the camera too. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. He did. He did. I know for a, you personally, in a very '80s kind of way, he did. Well, yeah, but it was the '80s. Yeah, but Brett, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, the coolest thing about Brett were those sunglasses, I guess. And he used to give them to kids, so I guess the kids liked him, thinking maybe Brett will give me the glasses. That could be. They, they saw just wanted the cool glasses. Yeah. That could and they're reflective, so literally they saw themselves in the glasses. Had a cool entrance too. Yeah. Where the camera guy would go running up to him yeah. as if he was late. This theme song's not terrible. Yeah, it's cool. I did. I do like the combination of pink and black. Yeah, it's a good look. You know, but when he talks to you, it's just you understand this guy would rather be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. He, by his own admission, is his weakest skill set was on the mic, but still six or eight out of ten. He gave him a six or eight. Out we're not going to be as generous, however. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> oh man, you want to get down to it, Bret Hart? Let's do Bret Hart. Math. I know we've done Bret before in ring. Eight. Oh, yeah, eight. Eight. I know he thinks he's as close to a 10 out of 10. You've actually watched some of his matches and picked him apart a little bit. You've been like, he should have been doing this instead of this. Yeah, there was a couple times I did that. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like he's a really good seller. He's a great seller. Uh, His moveset's not that varied. Should we give him a nine because he was also the guy to put the matches together? And maybe the times when something didn't go the way he thought it should. But is that just him taking credit for stuff (laughs) that he didn't really do? (laughs) Eight's fair, I think. All right. Eight's fair. All right. Uh, promo. Four. Wow. I mean, five would be average, and we're saying the guy's a, a, a below average yeah. promo. Look. Five. Well, he didn't look like he was on steroids, and I do like black, uh, pink and black color scheme. All right. So, yeah, five. Five. But how tall was he? Six feet? He was like six feet tall. Nah. When you're my height, you're you're not jumping up that scale for look, dude. Legacy. People seem to really like him. I'd give him like a seven legacy. Yeah. Kayfabe. He won a lot. Seven. Yeah, he won a ton. Seven. Uh, So that's six plus 20. Six plus. Almost a seven. Yeah, I remember that. That's what we got with him before. It's consistent. The math is consistent. And it has yet to really lead us astray. Right? Yeah. Because you think the upper echelon for pro wrestlers starts at seven and a half and up? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Brett just seems like just a little bit below that. Look, we've done Stone Cold. We've done The Rock. Rock and Stone Cold are both seven plus. Seven plus. Yeah. And it's not until you get to like Macho Man where you're in the eight. And then Cena's a nine. Oh, Cena's the gold standard. The gold standard. And you cannot deny that. I think you give him too much credit for his look. I think his look should be way lower. I think actually think Cena should be in Macho Man territory. But anyways, move on. Well, Number five. That's not the math. Math says. Number five. Five. Ken Shamrock. <laughs> This guy, this guy could have been huge. Remember he used to do that? Ah! No, I remember. I think he's doing that right here on that picture. Yeah, yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah. Ah! He also did it at the, at the ring steps. Yeah. You can do it one more time. No, I'm done. Okay. We got a lot more talking to do. All right. So Ken Shamrock. See, he's got the look jacked. He's got intensity all over his face. He had the pedigree. He was a well-decorated mixed martial artist, not only in USC. Uh, he was in Pancrase. Yeah, he lost Minoru Suzuki. Well, he has legitimacy, and that too—that was the third aspect of it. Yeah, couldn't talk a lick, and his face was kind of weird. Well, it looked like it's been beat up, which it had. Been. <laughs> <laughs> he had the face of someone that had been in a lot of fights and been beat up. That's true. Funny thing about Ken Shamrock is, I wonder if it's the same sort of thing as Brock Lesnar. When you go in there as a pro wrestler, maybe you think dialogue and scenes. In pro wrestling, it's kind of an unnatural thing. Yeah. When you're being interviewed by Joe Rogan after a match, that's a natural thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's asking you a question, you answer it. And also in UFC, I'm sure you're not encumbered by the restraints you are in pro wrestling. Yeah. I'm not talking about scripts. Because I feel like Shamrock would be a really good promo now. Maybe. Because he's old. Maybe. And older always adds more. Experience helps. Yeah. 
But back then, he had everything except for, and he also had the weird, almost like Sid-like charisma where he'd look in the camera and you'd be like, am I seeing something? Am I not seeing something? Mm-hmm. Is there an overabundance of but something? The, but unlike Sid, Sid would talk and it would like maybe reaffirm, there's something there. But Ken, it just seemed like he was just wholly uncomfortable speaking into a microphone in front of crowds. It did, yeah. It was just not his thing. Yeah. Why they didn't put him with a manager early on. Imagine what if, if he was in if he came along five years later and you put him in Lesnar's spot with Heyman. Yeah, I know. That could have been something else. Here yeah, here's the thing about Ken you're right about that. Here's the thing about Ken Shamrock. He never realized, or they didn't realize that with him, less would have been more. Because mm-hmm. you don't go out there and go, Dah! you go out there and you don't say a word yeah. and you freak people out. Yeah. You know? And then you just tap them out really quick. Yeah. You know? Ice in the veins. Yeah, that's what you do with him. Mm-hmm. But instead, he got bug-eyed and went, ah! He's the world's most dangerous man. Yeah, which is a great a great line. But then he goes out there and screams, and he, he's capable of putting on good matches. On top of that, he was also kind of hampered by his booking. Yeah. Um, he was booked strong, but he never came out on top, I feel. Like, I know he won the IC title. Mm-hmm. He probably won some of those weird, goofy submission matches where it's either in the, the dungeon or the... <laughs> octagon lines or, den. the lines den whatever it was like he always came out in those matches but like anybody could beat Owen Hart anybody could beat I don't know who else is always in that mix Dan Severn beat The Rock yeah but like even with The Rock they they were protecting The Rock yeah I know like and you could it was always obvious that they were protecting everybody else but Shamrock because Shamrock had just enough intensity that they that he could get away they could get away with him getting like these cheat losses you yeah, know yeah like he would lose but it was because somebody else would cheat and also they do the thing with him where they he he debuted as a face and they turned heel and oh, face yeah. and heel again and it was yeah. you know, did him no favors you know you know that's when they've lost faith in the guy yeah when they started doing that stuff and he was a ninety eight king of the ring won the intercontinental tam- championship in ninety eight who was ninety seven king of the ring that triple was... h. Nice six was Stone Cold. Stone Cold was ninety seven Triple H. Maybe or was that later? Who's ninety seven? Ninety seven yep. was yeah Triple H. Here comes Triple H. And then Shamrock and Billy Gunn, the Kurt Angle and Edge and Brock Lesnar. Billy Gunn. He was a decent wrestler, but again, that was a guy he could have been on this list. Maybe. Yeah, I thought about if, him. Yeah, if he was a more iconic in ring technician. Yeah, exactly. He was just a crazy athletic guy for his size. He was size. just super athletic. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, Ken Shamrock. Let's do some math on yeah. Ken Shamrock. Yeah, in ring, six. He was good. But I feel like if they had, if they had focused on his MMA experience more and, and utilized that aspect of his arsenal far more than they did, he could be he could have been a much better wrestler, in-ring wrestler. Yeah, I don't recall him putting on any stinkers. I mean, no, I'd, no, he was I'd, a decent wrestler. I'd say between five and six. If you yeah, want to go to six. Six, 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 go six, I have no problem with Promo that. Promo is like a two or four or one. Give him a one. He was not a good promo. He was a terrible promo. Look. He was jacked. He looked legit. He looked like he got beat up a lot. Five. I'm going to say four. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm down with four. All right. Legacy. I mean, he was one of the first guys to really cross over from MMA to the pro wrestling stuff. Yeah, people like Shamrock. But, I mean, can five. you really go higher than a five? Yeah, it's five. a five. Kayfabe. I don't know. Four. <laughs> was, yeah. They should have booked him way stronger than what they did. They should have. I think they could have gone a long way with him. You know, he's a guy. I've actually thought this before. He could have maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Four plus. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about him as an MMA fighter, it'd probably be a lot oh, higher. Oh, way higher, yeah. Way higher. Yeah, he's iconic in terms of mixed martial arts. But in terms of pro wrestling, yeah, four plus. Yeah, four plus. Seems low, but I'm not going to argue with the math. No, I think it's. I mean, I can't think of anything on here to change. I mean, what happens if you put Kayfabe at five? Because um, he was IC champion, he was king of the he's ring. Still four plus. Okay, well he's four plus then. It's the look in the promo that really hampers mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. And I think if, like I said, if they adopted more of his MMA style into his wrestling skills, made him more of a you know like a chain wrestler, Matt technician. If Shamrock had come around in '93, he could have been huge. Or if Shamrock had come around in. 2011. Do you imagine if, if they were trying to get rid of the steroid thing, right? Mm-hmm. They looked at if MMA had started like five years earlier, if UFC wasn't so weird, if Shamrock yeah, if you're, if, come you're, around, if you're looking to find a guy who doesn't look like he's on steroids, I don't think Ken Shamrock could be that guy though. He was massive. He oh was no, massive. he was. What are you talking about? He look wasn't tall, picture. but he was jacked. 
That looks natural. I'm not saying he was on the juice at all. Yeah. I'm just saying that he was jacked. His arms were big. Yeah, but he didn't look like steroids. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying if it's all based on appearances. The reason they chose Brett is because it looked he didn't look like he was on steroids. How tall is Shamrock? He's like five eight, five nine. I want to say. See, Shamrock had legitimate. Okay, Ken Shamrock. How tall is he? Six one. Okay, I don't think he's that tall. About, about Brett's height. Look that tall. Yeah. I don't know, man. I have no indication that he was ever on any stuff, but I'm just saying, if you're, if it's all based on appearances, he was jacked. You think he looks so much different, his body, than Bret Hart? Yeah. Ken Shamrock, 1997, yeah. WWF. Yeah, he really? was way more jacked than Bret ever was. Man, I don't know, dude. I think he was just shredded. Boy, he's bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, he was jacked. All right. Oh, man, yeah, look at that. Boy. I thought, God, I swear I remembered him like more shredded Mm-mm. than jacked. No, he was jacked. Wow. Like cut, I mean. No, yeah. He was always pretty muscular. Interesting. Anyways, moving on. Four. Number four. Four. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. No. Chris Benoit. Oh, Ugh. that's scary. So, really, he could be like at the top of this list for worst people. Yeah. Who are really good wrestlers. Yeah, he would probably top that list. But we're talking strictly. We're talking strictly here. When we do his math, obviously it's going to skew way down. Yeah, legacy is going to be massively affected. Less legacy is literally going to take away. It's going to be in the negatives. This is a first. A first. Yeah, zero legacy. Let's write that down now, dude. You're, we're going to go into the negatives. It's like negative three legacy. It's beyond zero. All right. That's that's it's negative three, dude. It's going to literally take away. All right. So, uh, but man. When he was alive and he hadn't killed people yet, he was so much fun to watch in the ring. This is when I go back to what you you were talking about earlier in the episode, when somebody is in a story and they're kind of the winkest, the yeah, weakest yeah, yeah, link yeah, in the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm referring specifically to Triple H, HBK, Benoit, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got Triple H and HBK, who are great character guys. And then you have Benoit, who everybody loves because he's Benoit, and he was in WCW, and he's a workhorse. He was a workhorse, and he could do intense really well oh, in the ring. He did intense better than anybody. Yeah. Like, if this was top 10 intense wrestlers, he'd be number one yeah. easily. Yeah. Who'd, Apparently, be number, who'd be number two on that list? Ken Shamrock. Mm. Is Brock intense? When he wants to be. <laughs> Brock could be anything. When he had Pyro and did this, it seemed like he's more intense than just when he does Who's this. Who's more intense, Brock Lesnar or Brock Lesnar guy? Brock Lesnar guy. He's pretty intense. He is pretty intense. I haven't seen him lately. Uh, he showed up within the last month. Did he? I think oh, so. wow. Okay. Might have been at a Elimination Chamber. Anyways, Benoit, I believe, was a huge uh, Dynamite Kid fan. Oh, I can see In that. fact, uh, during his run in Japan, his name was the Pegasus Kid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think he did the flying headbutt like dynamite kid yeah um but yeah in the ring especially in his wcw days you know when i first got to wcw i was like wow who is this guy oh man yeah he had some blistering chops his his nickname the rabid wolverine was so apropos mm-hmm. it made so much it was like oh yeah that's that's what i feel like the man version of a rabid wolverine would be mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like that yeah never needed to hear him talk it was always weird to see him in dress shirts whenever they would do like a ceremony or a I celebration. I know. Or Ric Flair was coming back or whatever. Or having a birthday. And he would be in a dress shirt with his mullet. It didn't make sense. It was like, nah, he should always be. He should like, always just be no shirt on. <laughs> he should always be like, you know, have, I was going to say have blood on him, but that's kind of inappropriate. Um, but yeah, when he got on the mic, like he had intensity on the mic, but. Again, there was just some sort of lacking. He did, it just it, he didn't feel comfortable. It didn't seem like he felt comfortable <laughs> in that situation, you know. Right? Yeah. Well, no, I also you. I thought I misheard. I thought you said you're not comfortable when you hear him on the mic, and I'm like, yeah, I was never comfortable when he was on the mic. It was kind of scary too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. He was a that was, that was a weird situation. That just really seemed like an intense guy. Yeah. And then it just sort of carried out to its logical conclusion. Just way too much intensity. Way too much intensity, I guess. Let's let's just do yeah, the math. Yeah, yeah, let's do the math. On. In ring. This is, this is going to be iconic, right? This math right here. It's People are be. probably really curious about this Benoit math. Yeah, no, I think you've been asked about it before. I mean, in ring, an eight. Yeah, eight. Dude, he was great. He was really good. Promo. Two. Two. He could talk. Look. It's like a... F- what do we give Dynamite Kid for a look? Four. Yeah, same. I was give him the same. He had a really good nickname, though, Benoit did. 
Where do you put that? Wolverine. That's kind of in look and packaging, wouldn't you say? Eh, give him a five. I'll give him a five. Give him a five. No, I'll do four. Doesn't matter. It's going to be a terrible four. trash score. So four plus. Is that right? Yeah, four plus for being good. It's Minus three. Kayfabe. I mean, he was booked relatively strong. He won a lot of titles. Seven kayfabe. Seven kayfabe. So 11, then minus three is eight divided by three. That's a two plus. <laughs> but if, but if it, you know, if, if he hadn't done, did what he did yeah. and continue wrestling, Legacy could be a six or a seven. Leg- Legacy. Okay, well, what is the difference then? Let's put that just he really quick. He would be quick. a six. If it was seven, Legacy, he would be a six That wrestler. makes totally sense. That makes Tons total sense. sense. He's like a Bret Hart level guy. Yeah. But he did what he did. He's a two plus. So I'm sorry. I know. Look. Save your comment. If you want to comment, oh, you know, why are you saying this about what he did outside the ring? Because part of his legacy. Part of his legacy. Part of the finding part of his legacy. Yes. Like, look, that's a scary-ass picture just because I know what he did. Look at that. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Terrifying. It's horrible. Two plus. I mean, when you think of Chris Benoit, it's the first thing that pops in your head. Murder. That's his legacy. Horrible. Let's move on. This is freaking me out. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Number three. Oh, Dan Severn. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, hey. That was his theme song in WB. See, if you scroll up on that picture, scroll up a little bit. I wonder if the washing machine thing would work here. Oh, definitely. Um, he's got a up. bunch of belts. See, look at all those belts. Oh, look at has. all these belts. So he has his UFC belts. He has, I think, Crap. the NWA belt. He was NWA champion for four years. That's a UFC one right there. Okay. Yeah, he's got a bunch of UFC belts um, from 95 to 99. Yeah. Um, he's one of the most decorated mixed martial arts in the early days. Um, I'm pretty sure he can still kick most people's asses. Oh my God. Yeah. In his fifties or maybe sixties. I don't know how old yeah, he is. He's probably, he's like a legit tough guy he's pushing 60. Um, he was in WWE for a little bit. Didn't make much of an impact. Remember one time he talked and he had the voice of like an accountant. Yeah. It's kind of high pitched. Yeah. He's had a plain speaking voice. <laughs> he's 64. Yeah, man. God, look at him. He still looks like a... Oh, man. He looks the exact same. Dude. He, he can... was in Matt Riddle's Bloodsport last Mania weekend. Oh, my gosh. Um, so good. He's an MMA legend. Highly decorated wrestling champion, at least outside of WWF, WWE. Um, but he just couldn't drop a promo. Yeah. Even having him with Jim Cornette, who can drop a promo, couldn't get him over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a bummer. I was... Is Cornette the guy to put him with, though? He's such a jokey joke. He is, but given Cornette's history with the NWA, having him show up with the NWA champion, I mean, at the time, I really didn't recognize it because I didn't know a ton about the NWA. Sure. Because growing up, for me, WWF equaled wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back on it, I can see Vince's mindset. Because the same thing with Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. When Jeff Jarrett showed up, they put him with Jim Cornette because of Cornette's, I'm sure, history working the NWA territories. Who else? I'm trying to think. Who else could they have put him with? They should have put him with Colonel Parker. <laughs> well, he went to WCW. Yeah, yeah. I don't no. think Colonel Parker ever showed up in WWF. I know, but he's just so goofy. But like in the Attitude Era, I don't know in terms of managers who they could have put him with because it was still Vince seemingly still had the mindset 
99 in terms of managers like well we have our set of managers here we can pull from to match up with guys god damn he just wrestled in 2000 so this is just his mma record oh, all right he fought in 2012 that was seven years ago mm-hmm. and he won against mm-hmm. somebody named alex roseman i'm telling you man seven years ago he would have been 57 legit gee willikers legit wowie wow yeah, no, Dan Severn, man, it, I, I was I was very impressed when he came out because he had all those titles. He would wear that gray cutoff sweater, mm-hmm. and that was always sweaty. Yeah, and he had the towel around his neck. He had the towel around his neck. He's like, dude, this guy's gonna beat some people up. And then he had his trunks. Yeah, and he ambled in the ring. Yeah. with Jim Cornette, and uh, he would show off just I'm sure a fraction of his immense wrestling ability. Mm-hmm. And then whenever he was forced to drop a promo. The, all the mystique was gone. You think he took uh, wrestling too seriously? I don't think a personality like his and Vince McMahon's really mesh really well. Well, I mean, considering what we said about the Royal Rumble. Yeah, he was going to try to shoot. Win. He was going to shoot win the Rumble because he didn't like his booking. Yeah. So I think he kind of took things a little bit too seriously. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, but, I'm not going to tell him that. But to his credit, no, God, no. Lock that door. But to his credit, uh, he didn't stick around no, very long. Yeah, he didn't do How that. How do you become NWA champion, though, if you're, if you're like, I mean, did he like threaten to beat up like the bookers or something? Because like so with that kind of attitude in pro wrestling, you're not going to get very far. Well, I think, yeah, I, I, I think it was less an attitude of like all oh, wrestling's pro wrestling's fake choreograph. Screw this. It was more like I'm here. I've done all this stuff in UFC. I'm have had this NWA title for four years, and I'm not doing anything. That was a great T-shirt, not a sweater. Yeah, I think it was more of an expression of frustration as opposed to. Plus, when you're dealing with bookers in the NWA, they're but more old school, so it's like old timey wrestling. Mm-hmm. Gee, Willikers. Look at that. I think that's from 2012. That looks, man. Man, legit. That's crazy. I think he's still training people, too. I wish I knew what this is from. Yeah, I don't know. Man, that's terrifying. Look at him. I know, man. Anyways, let's do some Dan Severn math. All right. In ring. I'm sure it could be pretty high. His oh. sample size in WWF was so small, though. Yeah. It wasn't around very long. I'd give him a six, man. He had yeah. all those titles. Uh, promo. One, yeah, one dude. It was terrible. Look, like it, promo took away from him because I, I hear him and I'm like, man, he sounds like a substitute teacher. Yeah, no, not like a cool one. No, look, it's both great and very nondescript. nondescript. So that by definition, that's a five. It's a five. That's a five. Yeah. Somehow Dan Severn has a higher score in his look than Chris Benoit does. <laughs> because look, you know why? Because look at this. Look at that. Yeah, he's got the sweaty Some t-shirt. dude comes out with a bunch of j- j- titles. Yeah, man, that's impressive. And he's got that mustache. God, yeah. that's yeah. like... He had man, a really good theme, too. Dude. Yeah, he had and a That's really, part of it. Yeah. Legacy. As a pro wrestler, it's complex. Oh, look, he's smiling right there. Oh, wow. It's a bit complex because he, he, most of his legacy in terms of wrestling is not in WWE. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, legacy, people seem to like him. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't shoot win that rumble. I'd give him like a five. Yeah, I'd give five him like a five. Seems fair. Kayfabe, if this were to talk at NWA, that's like an eight. But WWE, he didn't win anything. Yeah. So I'll give him a five or a six. <laughs> give, give him a six. He's got a lot of titles. He does have a lot of titles. But most of those are shoot titles, man. <laughs> um, that's uh, He's five. That makes sense. That makes sense. I was worried he was going to get a six, but the math... New, new best. Mm-hmm. Higher in Shamrock. Because uh, of kayfabe, pretty much. Yeah, we might have put Shamrock's kayfabe a little low. We only gave Shamrock a four kayfabe? Here, let's do a five. Adjust then. that to a six. He was IC champion and king of the ring, dude. All right, six. Six, that's uh, he's five, then. Get him up to a five. <laughs> See, Matt doesn't lie. Doesn't lie. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Number two. Two. Dean Malenko. Man, what, just one of the best wrestlers. Uh, I could watch him wrestle all day Man of a thousand holds. And he really did have a thousand holds. Yeah, man. He was a phenomenal wrestler. But then remember when uh, he had a feud with Jericho and you couldn't give a shit about Dean Malenko at that point because Jericho was so charismatic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You enjoyed Jericho humiliating him? because At least at WCW, they tried to uh, uh, book him to his strength. They mm-hmm. called him the Iceman. He didn't yeah. talk. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. But there's a ceiling to that. <laughs> right. That goes so far. Because when he did talk, you're like, oh, man, don't don't talk. Yeah, like he was grounding me. At least he had a, he had a good voice. 
He was gravelly. Was and deep. Gravelly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was probably like twenty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> early thirties at least. But they were like really deep gravelly well, voice. How old, that? how old was Dean Malenko in nineteen ninety-seven? I'm thinking his early thirties, maybe, maybe mid-thirties. He certainly came off like it. Dane the Dream, Dean Malenko, nineteen sixty. Thirty-seven, late thirties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. That made sense. Yeah. Get a great oh, voice. Really? Yeah, he did have a great voice. No wonder he was around there with all those. Well, that's an interesting situation. You're like the same age as the WWF veterans. Like, how? okay, when was Macho Man born? Like, just a couple years before that, I think. Oh, I think he was wait, at least five to seven years older. He was already in mid-40s by then, probably. Macho Man. He was born 50, same as my dad, 52. So he's eight years older. Wow. So he had mid-40s. How, when, how old was Benoit? I think he was younger. I think he was early 30s in WCW. Born in So he was seven years younger. All right, than Malenko. Then Malenko. And Jericho was a pup. Mm-hmm. He was probably born. Mysterio was super young. Mysterio was super young. I guess my, my driving point was this. You're in a cruiserweight division with a bunch of guys who were like, you know, it's like Trent Seven now, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like he's there with like a bunch of pups. Yeah. And then there's him. And then the guys who were your age, who you can kind of relate to, are like, you know, like the the veterans who are never going to give you a shot, mm-hmm. you know, they're never going to let you get higher than where you are. Yeah, um, that's got to be a weird thing. Yeah, a bit. I don't know why I brought that up. No, no, it's kind of interesting. Hell of a hell of a, a ring technician, though. Oh man, and he's still. I think he's still a producer with WWE. Yeah, he is. He shows yeah. up. He shows up every now, now and again. Yeah, yeah. every once in a while, will show up. And it's funny because they they more often than not. And I wonder if this is for a reason. I wonder if. You know, when you see Finley, Adam Pierce, and Jamie Noble, it's kind of like, oh, cool. When you see Malenko, you're like, oh, it's Malenko. I want to like, see him it's, wrestle. It's like when Arn would show up from time to time. Yeah. When Arn showed up, yes. like, oh, Arn. Yeah. And like, Finley's almost there, but not I really. Know, I know. But with Malenko, it's like, oh, it's Malenko. Because mm-hmm. everybody loves him. Yeah. But it's, when he talked, you just didn't care yeah, at all. It, yeah. 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 Let's do some Malenko math. Malenko math. In ring. Eight. Mathlenko. Eight in the ring. Eight, dude. He was a PWI 1997 Wrestler of the Year, which is still weird. Promo. He did have a really good voice. Give him like a four. Three. Three. Look. Mm. His packaging was good. His yeah. nickname was good. He yeah. just looked like a normal dude. <laughs> yeah, man. That not, you know. Four. All right, four. All right, three. No, four's good. All right. Because you're almost average there. That's five. Yeah. Legacy. He's well respected. He is. He's got a strong legacy, but it's not like, you know. So it's like five? Yeah, five. Five. Five's good. K Fabe, he did win some titles. He was WCW Cruiserweight champ, I believe. He was a light heavyweight champ at WWF. Yeah, he was the ruler of that particular kingdom. Give him a six. Six, okay. Five plus. Yeah, that makes sense. Brett's a level ahead of him. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. He's right there with Severin and Shamrock. Yeah. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. See? Yeah, he's in the same ballpark as Ricky Steamboat. And yeah. Dynamite Kid. That makes Jerry sense. Jerry Lynn. It's a good company to be in. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Last one. Number one. One. John Morrison. Or John, Johnny Mundo or Johnny, Johnny Impact. Impact Morrison. Dude has all the in-ring talent in the world. This he's guy. He's got a great look. Yeah. He just can't deliver a promo. Yeah. And on top of that, it's so you're right. He totally can't like some of his impact promos are just cringy as heck. He always has the same voice. I'm going to go out there and he's always got the same voice. Um, part of his thing also has he, his thing just hasn't aged well, like the bell bottoms and the long flowing hair. You need to adapt and change. Look, he's got a great career. He's he's got a really good career, mm-hmm. but man, when you go to like his general packaging, it's still 2007. Yeah, no. And you you know, for me to care, for me to be like, oh, cool, he's Impact Champion, you got to give me a little bit more than that, dude. You got to show me that you're changing things up. I mean, that's a great thing about Chris Jericho, who's easily a seven plus wrestler. Oh, easily, yeah. You know, I mean, he's probably teetering on eight. The thing about Chris Jericho is that he changes himself all the time. We've done Jericho math. Oh, we've done Jericho math. We did. Bobby Mincy asked us to do it. He said he was going to break the scale. Oh, that's right. Wait, was that Jericho? I don't remember. Let's do it again real quick. 
Ring. That's no, least. that was uh, ah, I forget who it was. Ring eight. Promo. It's got to be at least an eight. Yeah, that's an eight promo. Uh, look. It was like a six look. Six, yeah, six, six or seven, but I'll go six. The jacket was iconic. <laughs> legacy, at least an eight. You think that's an eight legacy? His legacy is, especially after he's done with all his all-elite wrestling stuff, is going to be massive, man. Yeah, right, eight legacy. Eight, eight legacy. legacy. He's won basically every title you can win. His first undisputed champion. Okay, but here's the thing. With kayfabe, do we count the fact that he was booked as a chicken shit heel? No. No, really? I thought we did. No. Well, you tried to. I don't think that matters. Hmm. I think winning is winning. Boy, he's won a lot of titles. It's got to be at least an 8K fabe. Give him an 8K fabe. I think he's going to be a 7 plus 2, man. He could easily be a 9 promo. (laughs) He is a great promo. Give him a 9 promo. So 17, 23, that's 7 plus. He's just barely under an 8. You you got to round up to an 8 at that point. 7 plus plus. He's he's pushing savage. He's pushing yeah. savage territory. Yeah, he is. Right now, right now, the Mount Rushmore is seen as Savage Jericho. Mm-hmm. That's a good Mount Rushmore. It really is. Yeah, that's really a good is. Mount Rushmore. You know what I should do? We should figure out who's the fourth Mount Rushmore, and then I'll do a print. There you go. Of their faces. I still think Flair should be the fourth. He would, but I won't that. draw them very good. Yeah. So that we can legally do it. Yeah. You think who now? What? Flair. Because in ring, he's a 10. Promo, he's a 10. Look, it's five, probably. So that's eight for You're just doling out 10s, man. You can wow. argue that Flair wasn't a 10 in the ring in 10 promo. Oof. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Legacy, 10. Wow. Kayfabe, 10. Or eight, if you want to knock him for being a cowardly heel for part of his yeah, career. Yeah, he was a cowardly heel. So that'd be eight. Because here's the thing. When you win a lot of titles, you lose a lot of titles. Yeah, yeah, he's eight plus. Flair would be. That's eight, eight plus for Flair. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know why Cena has a 10 for kayfabe? Because Lol Cena wins. Yeah. You could never say Lol Flair wins. That's the that's why that's Flair why doesn't have high kayfabe. That's why I didn't give him a 10. I gave him an 8. Like 7. 16-time world champion means something. Which means he lost a lot of times. But it means continually when they wanted to put the belt on someone who dropped money, we can put it on Flair. 7 kayfabe eight. is really strong. Nothing less than 8. You're insane. No, I'm not. If Cena's a 10 because Lol Cena wins, Triple H is like a 9. Okay. Well, how, he, how can he use the, 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 the flair logic and not use the same thing against Cena or, here's why. or Triple H? Because here's they why. dropped the belts just as many times, listen, basically. Listen. Triple H is synonymous with, you put him in there, he's going to win. Cena it's is synonymous Flair's with you he put him too. in. He's synonymous with he's going to win. That's because he cheated to win? You're going to knock him for that? That's part, that's part of the story being told in the ring. A lot of that wasn't in the WWF anyways. Oh, like that's all that matters. Get out of here with that. I think it's a 7K fade. No, it's 8. 7's really good, you know. Yeah, you but understand it's not it's right really for Flair. Good. 8 for Flair for K fade. Okay, so if we do 8 Flair K fade. He's an 8 plus. It's an 8 plus because he's getting knocked for a look. All right, so he's up there with Savage. Yeah. So is that our Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Flair, Cena, Savage, Jericho. Jericho. Wow, that's a good that's a good Mount Rushmore. Good as long as Cena stays number one, that's all I care about. Man, oh my gosh. <laughs> hey man. Anyways, we're getting off track. We'll be talking about John Morrison here. Yeah. Johnny Mundo. Johnny See, Impact. that's 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 the impact that John Morrison has. I know. Is that you just want to talk about somebody else. It's a shame because he has like the best combo uh, of signature and finisher in the business. Spanish yeah. fly, starship pain. Here's the crazy thing about John Morrison. You're right. He's like one of the best wrestlers out there, and he has been for a very long time. But because everything else has literally stayed the same, I've never in my heart been like, man, I'd love to see him come back to WWF. I'm sure WWE, I'm sure he could have a terrific run there these days because I just don't really, I don't see it. I don't really see it. I don't either. You know, take a look at his contemporary, Kofi Kingston. What did Kofi do? He got with a new day and completely transformed what his previous thing was, you know? And now people want him to win because it's like, oh man, he's had basically a whole second career because he changed things up. And now people want to see him in the world. John Morrison never changed anything up. And on top of that, like he was never like, it just seems like he's relying on that same thing because he can't bring anything else to the table. That could be terrific wrestler. Awesome wrestler. Terrific wrestler. All right, let's do some math on John Morrison. All right. In ring. Seven? He's really good, but I, can't, I don't know if he's any iconic matches. Yeah, seven. Seven. He's like a step above Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, promo. One. 
<laughs> I remember one time. Hold on. I remember one time. I forget which Impact pay-per-view was, but I got it. And this is Bound for Glory. This is Bound for Glory promo. Maybe because he, he talked about his dad and yeah, breakfast. I think, was, I think it was Bound for Glory. And the yeah. interviewer seemed so confused and everybody was so confused. And honestly, when you can illustrate why scripted promos are a good thing, then you know you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Uh, look. It's dated. <laughs> like if it was 2007, it'd be like a like a seven. Seven look. But it's 2019 now, man. Come on, update your shit. It's a five. Cut your it's hair or something. He's a good-looking guy. A great looking. Cut your hair. Like this whole look, like his hair looks great. He's jacked. Yeah. I mean, his, his pants are bell bottoms and they're kind of fuzzy. <laughs> when you have a bunch of crucifix, like a bunch of crosses on your pants and they're bell bottoms, no, man, no. Let's do five. Five is good. It could be. Six. It could have been a set. Update your stuff, man. I know it's costly. Yeah. Uh, legacy. I, mean, I think he's respected in terms of high flying stuff, but I don't know if he's. Is it anywhere even near? I mean, is it is it past a five? No, I was gonna say a four. Okay, four. Kayfabe. I mean, he's won titles everywhere. Yeah, five or six. But maybe? did you ever think of him as like, man, they booked this guy strong? No, five or six. Six, I guess. He has won a lot of titles. He was booked strong with the Miz. Yeah, so that's fourteen divided by three. That is four plus. Really? He's only a four plus? Mm -hmm. Again, you know why? Because it's not 2007. Mm -hmm. If he'd done Morrison in 2007, it could be completely different. Or 2010. 2011 when he was in the title picture. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Anyways, math doesn't lie, I guess. The math, look, here's the thing. The math doesn't lie. Cena's number one. Then he we got... We did Eddie Guerrero, right? Yeah, no, we, we did. did Eddie, but I can't. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's who Bobby Mincy wanted us to do. No, no. It's, he said somebody would tip the scales. It wasn't Jericho. It wasn't Jericho. Um, it was somebody else, and I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Ah, I forgot who it was. It wasn't, it wasn't Jarrett. Oh, maybe it was because of uh, Kayfabe. That would be really high because he won all those belts in uh, uh, No, I don't think it was. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yes. Here's an ad for our Patreon, and until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.